Mm. That's more of like what the next question is going to be. No, that's going to be like what movies in horror do you like the most? Okay. Well, I'll start over. Okay. I don't think you have to start over. You just have to go from I introduced you to horror. Unless you think it's easier to start over. Oh, it'll just be easier to start over. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Welcome to a special Let's Run That Back bonus episode. I'm Cody, and this is part one of Fear Street Summer. Over the next three episodes, I'll be sitting down with three different guests to discuss the new Fear Street trilogy releasing on Netflix. Today, I'll be diving into Fear Street Part 1, 1994, with my significant other, Kristen. So without further ado, let's run that back. Fear Street Summer. Okay, so, like I said, I'm sitting here, I'm with Kristen. Hi. Hi, Kristen. (laughs) This is her first time even, like, hearing herself over the mic, so this is going to be quite an experience. Yeah, it's pretty interesting hearing my own voice. You'll get used to it. I I feel like, again, like I told you way back when we started in that Avengers episode, I felt like I sounded like... I sounded like I was in the middle of laughing the whole time that I was talking and I hated listening to it. But now I've gotten used to talking like a normal person. I do also want to say if anyone feels like the audio sounds a little weird this week, it's because Kristen and I are right now shoved inside of a closet sharing one microphone and we're kind of finding out on the fly if this is going to work. So today, you know, it's going to be a shorter episode where we just kind of, we just talk about Fear Street. But before we talk about Fear Street, I wanted to ask you a few questions so that people can kind of get to know even just a little bit about you before they hear your opinions on the movie. Okay. Um, So first off, you know, Fear Street's a horror movie, but what genres of movies do you typically like to watch? Well, I kind of like everything. I'm willing to watch any type of movie. Um, Growing up, I didn't watch any horror until I met you, and Cody obviously got me into watching more horror, so I'll do that with him, although I still don't choose to watch horror by myself. But for just a general genre, it's kind of hard to pin down, but I would say maybe like adventure movies, the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. I love Star Wars and Marvel, the Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I also... I particularly like character driven stories Mm -hmm. um something with like a strong main character where where i can really see them grow and change right and develop as the movie goes on right so you're a nerd yeah Um, basically (laughs) you did mention that i'm the one that introduced you to horror and that you don't really go out of your way but clearly you like it or else you wouldn't keep watching them after all this time i would hope so like in (laughs) horror what what movies do you like the most in there I do like Scream. That was mm-hmm. one of the early ones that Cody showed me, and mm-hmm. it still kind of remained up there as one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and then I liked Trick or Treat, and then more recently, Get Out and Us. Like, if Jordan Peele can keep making movies like that, <laughs> I feel like I would start liking horror more and well, start watching them more. He is the greatest horror <laughs> mind of our generation. <laughs> yes, so. according to a random girl in the movie theater. <laughs> And then also recently, The Haunting of Hill House, yeah. I really enjoyed, which isn't technically a movie, but no, I feel like it was even better because it was multiple episodes and they were all great. Yeah, they were able to keep it up for even longer than a movie normally can. Yeah. And then 
how have movies been a part of your life? Well, I grew up watching Disney movies, mm-hmm. both animated and Disney Channel original of course. movies. And then it wasn't until high school that I started taking movies a little more seriously because I got into TV production in my junior year, which is where I met Cody. Um, we were both on the production team at our school where we produced an episode every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in that class that our teacher, you know, taught us about more about how movies are made. And then I started realizing what goes into movies and started appreciating them more and started paying more attention to movies. Because of that class, I decided to minor in cinema studies mm-hmm. at college. I had kind of thought about going into cinematography and being like a nature cinematographer doing like planet earth and stuff but once I realized how intense that is I decided to not do that and I just kind of enjoyed my cinema studies minor for fun yeah for sure oh man I can't imagine because they're out there like months and months and months to shoot like one thing yeah and like sleeping in tents and eating out of Mm -hmm. cans and climbing up mountains like I I could do that for a few days, but they're out there for months. Okay, so I hope that that gave you a good impression of who you're dealing with talking about Fear Street here. And so for those of you that don't know what Fear Street is, it was a like a teen horror book series written by R.L. Stein back in the day. Uh, I think even before Goosebumps, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Which I read Goosebumps when I was growing up. Did you read Goosebumps? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no horror for me of when course. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> and I had never heard of Fear Street. So I feel like Fear Street would have been a good thing to get into after Goosebumps because I think it's more geared towards like a teen audience. Um, but Netflix has now, you know, created this trilogy and they're releasing them each week during July. And so this first one that came out is called Fear Street Part 1, 1994. In case you couldn't guess, it takes place in 1994, and it is directed by Lee Janiak, and it is written by Lee Janiak and Phil Graziadel. Graziadel? Phil? (laughs) I'm so bad with names. Yeah, don't ask me, because I won't be any better. (laughs) Phil Graziadel. I feel like that's what it is, and I just couldn't get it. Uh, It's starring Kiana Madeira. Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Julia Raywald, Fred Hetchinger, among others. And I wrote a quick synopsis. It's really, honestly, such a, so much happens in the movie and it's kind of all over the place. But the film takes place in Shadyside, Ohio, a town that has been plagued with gruesome murders throughout its history. The movie opens with a mall massacre that heavily references Scream and then follows Dina, her brother Josh, her ex-slash-current-slash-its-complicated girlfriend Sam, and Dina's two best friends, Kate and Simon. There's a lot that happens, (laughs) but briefly, it's a supernatural slasher film that has undead characters trying to kill Sam because she accidentally got her blood on a witch's grave. Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah. (laughs) Dina, her brother, and friends fight back to save Sam before realizing that Sam has to die for the curse to end. Spoilers. In a climactic standoff, they hatch a plan to kill Sam, then resuscitate her, which works, weirdly, Uh, but both Kate and Simon are killed in the process. And then, unfortunately, in a cliffhanger ending, we learn that the curse was actually not broken. Which I guess means it didn't work. Yeah, I was about to say, (laughs) did it work? (laughs) But that leads us to 
you know, part two, which will come out next week. So I know you don't want to be put on the spot. And so that's exactly what I want to do. Oh, gosh. So what do you think of the movie? Overall, I felt like it was decent. Like, it didn't amaze me in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed it, and it was fun. But it also didn't do anything new for me. I felt like it was pretty similar to things I've seen in other horror movies and slashers. And nothing really surprised me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I completely disagree, because I don't. But... On the other hand, I liked pretty much everything about this. I feel like the movie was, like, made for me. And while it did, I I see what you mean. It followed a lot of the same formulas as other movies, other slasher movies, which, like I said, formulas, because all these slasher movies kind of follow the same formulas. And I feel like the way that it was able to be an engaging story that was a lot of fun with these, like, these characters that I was honestly really interested in, while also making all these awesome references to the movies that I love. I I just, I really loved all of it. Yeah, I couldn't pick up on all of the direct references. Mm -hmm. I felt like there were a lot of references Mm -hmm. happening to Mm -hmm. other horror movies. I picked up on some of the Scream stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I I can see that someone who really enjoys horror will enjoy watching this movie just to pick up all of the Easter eggs throughout of it. Which I'm sure that I didn't catch all of them, but just like a few that I noticed that I really enjoyed was like the entire opening was reminiscent of Scream. And when the killer actually finally catches the girl and, and kills her, it's literally like shot for shot, the opening scene of Scream. And, um, there's, there's a couple shots where they have the killer kind of standing in the distance, almost like kind of half behind a, a bush. And that's, again, just a straight frame out of Halloween. They, they, ha- they even had like a little moment where you saw one of the characters was babysitting, which is just pretty much every slasher movie. And friends fighting supernatural forces like that's kind of that nightmare on elm street it follows kind of vibe going on and then lastly there was even a sound effect when they locked a door once and the door kind of like echoed and it did like a kick kick, 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 which i i think was supposed to be a reference to the friday the 13th music with the kill 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 yeah, well, and even a few times where the characters, like, heard their names mm, being mm-hmm, whispered also mm-hmm. just reminded me of that. Right, which you get to see in, like, Cabin in the Woods when they're, like, oh yeah, kind of mm-hmm. breaking down what happens in horror movies. Which they took that from where? Honestly, it could be Evil Dead. It could be just anything. I feel like in, in a lot of horror movies, you always have that, like, whispering, like, come here, the kind of thing happening. And I don't understand why people always are are following those those whispers what would there was something that happened even oh it was in the opening of this movie when books kept falling off the shelves of the bookstore and this girl kept like looking over at the book that fell down and going towards it it's like even by the second book i'd be like i'm just leaving like i clocked out an hour ago like i'm not staying here to pick up fucking books off the ground for all night definitely (laughs) i mean not not to say that she still wouldn't have gotten killed because it was a supernatural witch possessed guy coming after her but that could have at least been a time where she got a little bit of a head start yeah i i also liked they had this um pretty nice like world building kind of backstory to the whole town where they like explained how this witch uh was or this woman was burned or hanged as a witch back in the day 
and since then there's been like all these murders that some people that are deemed like conspiracy theorists think is the witch possessing people over the years and they were able to say like oh this this murder at this time and the milkman and the I thought that was just really cool that they had all this history built up for this town and I almost wish that I could have a series that's just about each different thing that happened in the past I mean isn't that what we're getting we're getting movies? at least one of them like we're get, like I think part two is going to be the camp Mm-hmm. And then part and then three part is going to be, be the like, witch. Yeah. But I want to see the milkman. I want to mm-hmm. see the woman with the razor blade. I want to see the, like, I think there was one that was like a kid or something that, that went crazy. So yeah. it's like, I, I mean, I'm assuming as someone that didn't read Fear Street, I'm assuming that those are plots from the Fear Street series. But hey, I mean, especially if these are popular, let's keep let's keep making them because I found this to be very entertaining. So I want more of it. I also liked, and I'm wondering what you think of this, that when I went into it, I didn't know how much it was going to be like a kid's horror movie. And I liked that they didn't shy away from the suspense or the gore or the the cursing or whatever. Like, I liked that that was a part of it. Yeah, it was definitely more of a teen horror film, which was interesting. It actually reminded me of Riverdale yes, a lot. Yes. Um, it just had that vibe of like a CW show yes. sometimes. Which some people might think of as a negative. I don't know if you do, but not I like that vibe. It's a choice. Right. Like and I think, you know, when you make that choice, you're doing it on purpose right. to be almost like meta in a way. Mm-hmm. Um like the characters don't realize right. it, but and it's also reminiscent of Scream, right. which they were obviously doing mm-hmm. the entire time. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at their choice of the intensity of mm-hmm. the violence and mm-hmm. the language, and just mm-hmm. being like super straightforward with like talking about death and mm-hmm. um, suicide. Mm-hmm. It was kind of shocking at some points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I liked it like I think right. I was fine with it I was right. just kind of surprising especially because they're supposed to be teens and in high school and stuff yeah and I think I could totally see that as a like a theme that they were doing it was almost like a um like a motif to have every single character their way of showing like I'm frustrated with you their way of showing like oh stop messing with me like anything they'd be like I'm gonna kill you like stop it like oh my god Jesus I'm gonna murder you and I felt like that was on purpose. Like it was showing that them growing up in this town with all of this murder, like as the history, it's like they grow up with that in their vocabulary yeah. as well. And you, there's like a lack of parents the entire movie. Right. So it's like this idea that these kids are just on their own and growing up fast and having to deal with all of these adult problems, even right. though they're kids. Right. Which is another theme of of horror films, especially slashers. It's always teenagers. It's always like, where are the parents? I I don't know what's happening, but yeah, I definitely loved that. They, they, I feel like they like nailed that teen vibe. um, Yeah, definitely. And then didn't make it seem like teens don't ever curse or talk about sex or are worried about being killed. I don't know. Like they, they actually did it realistically while being CW. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because everyone was hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and speaking of violent, 
I know you looked away, but I'm sorry. I need to talk about the bread slicer. Yeah, I couldn't watch it. There was a scene where one of the characters was fighting one of the murderers, and they're in a grocery store. And as they're fighting, they kind of hit the switch to turn a bread slicer machine on. And eventually, the girl gets like slammed down onto the counter, and the killer's like pushing her towards the bread slicer. And it's like, you know, that that fighting back, she's trying to get him to stop and he's like pushing her closer and closer. And I'm sitting there like, all right, well, this is just like a teen horror horror show. Like they're not going to go. They're not going to show her get her head pushed into a bread slicer because that would be ridiculous. But they did. They did. Uh, and honestly, the the effects were amazing. It looked like what you would imagine. I'll just have to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, Kristen did look away. And it was one of those moments where, because a lot of times you look away, but then you try to guess when it's over and like look back and you always yeah. end up seeing things this time. No, you but actually this time I had a clear view of your face and my brother Dylan's <laughs> face yeah, SOB. that was just in shock. Yes. And so I waited until that facial expression went away and then right. I looked back. Well, and I do want to mention... That for me, as someone that loves watching these horror movies for some reason, I guess because I'm insane, that moment was amazing for me. Like, it was really original to me. But it was also strangely shocking to me because before that point, there hadn't really been anything like that in the movie. They hadn't, like, set up the rules for me that this was something that could happen. Um, and so the whole time I was sitting there thinking, well, she's going to get out of this. And so then when when he pushed her through, I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. Well, she's dead. <laughs> I was expecting her to get out of right. it as well. I wasn't expecting her to be pushed through it. But I do feel like the entire movie, even before that point, was pretty violent, at least uh -huh. with the with stabbing. They there just was just a lot of stabbing they, and slicing. It's a slasher. Yeah. It's literally in the name. And so I wasn't completely surprised. Right. I just, I don't know. It's just like, there's a difference between like, they never showed someone get stabbed. Yeah. It was always like after the fact, like they specifically went out of their way multiple times to not show things. And I guess there wasn't any other killings that were like, that like brutal, a, but like putting on a show. Oh, almost. oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then you told me after that it was a female director and- Female directors are known to make yes. more brutal movies yes. when it comes to I don't know horror. what it is, but it's if you're watching a movie and it's directed by a woman and it's horror, I can promise you it's going to be brutal. If it's a French movie, it's going to be brutal. And so I'm terrified of a French movie by a female director. I can't imagine what that would be like. We just got to release our pent-up anger. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. So yeah, so obviously, like I said, a lot of good from me, and I know that you felt it was more like decent, more so than like amazing, um, so then I'm sure that that means you have some things you didn't like about the movie, so what were those things? I mean, I also have some other positives Oh, you as do? Well. Okay, well, let's hear those. It really had some A-plus lighting and color grading. <laughs> I just loved the color palette mm -hmm. of the entire movie. Yeah. There was a there was especially in the opening scene because they were in a mall that was like closed down. So all the main lights were out and all the like the like store lights and, and neon signs and stuff were on. And so you got all these like actual colors, reds and blues and stuff. And it was very reminiscent of like 
Suspiria, which I, I still haven't even seen, but I always reference back to when I see really... Ex- Vibrant colors. Yes, exactly. Yes, especially with reds and blues. And so I, they definitely were nailing that like neon washed over look in a lot of moments. Yeah, I felt like whenever they had a chance to add some neon lighting to it, they yeah. did, and it looked awesome. <laughs> yes. And you briefly touched on this a few minutes ago, but I also enjoyed their personalities, the mm. personalities of the main characters. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were different and they each had their own personality that you right. could really see develop, except for Sam, which we can talk more about that. But oh, God. the rest of them, I felt like I was interested in their characters and felt like I could relate to them. Right. I also always really like the, like, I don't know what you would call it, but like angsty teen kind of feelings that um that Dina were was yeah. really putting off like she was so mad about everything and I really felt that <laughs> and then I also loved her brother Josh I thought that you know because he was really into the whole chatting on AIM listening to hard rock um definitely once video games really developed to the point they're at today you know Josh is going to be playing video games like he was just he was a nerd but I felt like a really good representation of a nerd that like in the 90s. Yes, exactly. It's like he's really just wanting to do his own thing mm-hmm. by himself a lot of times. And he still wants to be social and stuff and is social when need be. But he's mostly like, you know, likes to live in the basement. And I just felt like he was a great character. Yeah, he an- enjoys the time by himself. Right. <laughs> Which I'm sure you can relate to. Yes. All right. So then what did you what what were you not liking about it? I I feel we can start with Sam. Yeah, I just felt like Sam was a little bland, Mm -hmm. especially because like the whole point of the movie was saving her. Right. I wish they would have given her a little more of a character so that I like cared about her a little more because I felt like her character just relied on. Dina what liking Dina puts her. On her. Yeah. yeah, it was all about what Dina said about her, how she felt about her, and we never actually got much from Sam herself. Which I do think she did have kind of the difficult task as an actress of playing a character that's kind of torn about what she wants. It's almost like Captain Marvel with Brie Larson that like the character is confused, and so then people get confused watching her Mm -hmm. I almost feel like that could have been a reason for it at least like most of her character was about you get the background just like what you said it's all based on what Dina says she used to live in shady side she moved to Sunnyvale Um, her parents divorced Um, like all this stuff that's kind of difficult and confusing and so she's in this moment where she's like I do feel like I want to be a shady side kid. I do feel like it's not terrible to live in Sunnyvale because it's it's fine to want a better life for yourself and like she doesn't know what she wants. And that's a lot to put into a movie where you're also going to have a witch possessing her and I completely agree with that. I, I agree that like as you're watching the movie and you're caring about these characters and then this one starts to become more important and you're like, oh, but that's the one I care about the least out of Mm -hmm. all of them. So I think while there's an explanation for it, I feel like it doesn't really like save it. Well, because 
to me, it seems like what happened uh-huh. is that Dina started out as a male main character. Maybe. And they decided at some point to make her a female. Maybe. And so that's why she has just like a lot of more like masculine, right. a more masculine personality, which right. I enjoyed because I liked seeing that in a girl. Right. You know, it gave her a different personality than usual. Right. But then they left Sam just as she is, the which same. is the girlfriend that needs to be saved. Right. <laughs> and you never really get to know who Sam is because it's all through her significant others. Yeah, it's all about her relationship. Right. So it's interesting that we still kind of got that like female trope, even right. though it was a female couple. Right. Right. A gay but couple. But you still had the almost like typical male-centered character even though she was a female. And then what's also interesting is the only other character you get any sort of opinion of Sam from is Kate. And Kate is basing her opinion based off how Dina feels because they're friends. Like, so it's like you get what Dina feels since they broke up. She hates Sam, but then you see that she doesn't hate Sam. She's just mad at Sam over the time. But then Kate just stays like, no, fuck Sam. Like, we don't like Sam. We're not going back to Sam the whole time till the end. Yeah. Um, so. And it could have something to do with it being just the f- part one of right. the series. Right. Like, maybe as it goes on, we will still, there's still a chance to learn more about yes. Sam and her past. So I'm hoping that maybe we'll, we will learn more about but, her. But we're only talking about this. But yeah, if we're just talking about this one film, I just don't feel like we learned enough about Sam's character right. past what Dina feels about her. Okay. You can keep oh, reading your you negatives. I only have like two negatives. <laughs> the other main issue I had with it is that I felt like there wasn't a clear message of like mm. what the movie was trying to say. Because hmm. I kind of felt there was something with the shady side versus Sunnyvale um, clash going on with the two neighborhoods and like what it means to for this lower income neighborhood to be right next to this rich neighborhood and how they interact and the kids mm-hmm. how the kids relationships interact and that rivalry and stuff it felt like they were trying to develop something there but i'm not really sure what it was i would say two things the first thing i would say is again i know we're just talking about this one that feels like something that's going to develop over the course of the trilogy and then secondly, that was the thing that was the most reminiscent of Riverdale to me. Yeah. Was it felt like the Riverdale and the like, like serpents, serpents or whatever they are in, in that show. Um, it really had that vibe of like the jocks versus the like biker gang kind of thing. But yeah, it was just it felt like that was something that started off at the beginning. Like this is going to be something that matters. And then they just it never mattered. So in the end. So that's why I would hope that it's going to continue in the next two movies. But if not, that's just going to be a really irrelevant detail. (laughs) And besides that dynamic between the two cities, I didn't really get much of another message out of it. And you feel there should be a message. I feel like typically with horror movies, there is some sort of message Mm because a lot of times horror is used to represent real-life situations right. that people have a difficult time talking about, and right. so it's expressed through a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can see a lot of teenage issues going on in this, because like you said, I feel like there's a lot of violence, and there's a lot of confusion and anger, and 
all these kinds of things that I feel like exist when you're a teenager and not really knowing what is going to become of your life. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they almost tried to represent that through a supernatural slasher movie. Um, But that's completely just pulling something out of nowhere, you know, that that could be completely wrong. Um, I am also always interested in the kids being by themselves without the adults around. Right, right. Because I felt like that a lot growing up where I felt like kind of, you know, on my own, out there doing my own things and having to make my decisions myself. And so I do enjoy seeing movies like this where you get to see the teenagers figuring things out. Right. But again, like they didn't take it much further than that. Yeah, that that was just the plot of the movie. I just, I was going to say one thing that I also didn't really care for about the movie, which kind of relates to when I said that that whole sunny, sunny Vale shady side, I can't remember the names of the towns, feeling kind of irrelevant is I felt like there were a few things in the movie that felt kind of irrelevant and that like didn't need to be there and added to like kind of the pacing feeling a little mm-hmm. rushed towards the end. And like another example is when they went to the police station after the hospital to like try to report what's happening. And she ended up stealing the officer's gun. And then she used the gun immediately on like a supernatural killer and then dropped it. And it's like, okay, so that's it for the gun. Like, so it didn't need to happen. It just felt like, okay, well, that was pretty irrelevant. And they rushed through that pretty quick. And there was just like a couple moments like that. Yeah. In that same realm of rushing, I kind of felt like at the end, after the curse has been lifted. Yeah. And after Kate and Simon had been killed. Right. You got a little bit of the back and forth with Dina and the cop about what was the, what the story was going to be. But I right. I felt like they didn't give much time at all for like grieving the loss Mourning of their them. friends. Yeah. And then it kind of just cut to them like Dina and especially and her brother Josh like acting normal. Right. Like they're just and back so, at home now. Yeah. We, we stopped the curse. <laughs> Everything's good. And I was like, I'm glad you're happy you stopped yeah. the curse. But like you also lost two friends. Yes, yes, yes. And that's something that's great about the whole Scream tr- like series when you watch like Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, even if you're not a fan of like every single Scream movie, something that stays consistent is how just emotionally drained Sydney is yeah. as a character. You get to see how affected she really is. Right. And how, and throughout how like, especially then into Scream 4, how almost like disconnected she is from all of it. The way that Sydney like, isn't even that scared anymore when like Ghostface shows up again because it's like I've done this three times everyone I ever know gets murdered so this is just a normal part of my life um yeah you get to see how the trauma trauma has shaped her life and how it changed her now in this movie (laughs) there was no trauma they were back to chatting on message boards and eating pizza immediately that's true it's kind of I mean the movie is kind of a light teen like yeah. horror, so it's like it doesn't have to be that serious, and I don't think it's trying to be that serious. But when you like kind of break it down like that, it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so I feel like that was a pretty good discussion. So let's wrap this up with what would you give it as a star rating out of five? I think I'm gonna give it. A three. Okay. I had been thinking three point five. Uh-huh. I dropped it. I kind of dropped it down to three <laughs> after what happens. we talked That's about what it. That's what happens. Um, but I also feel like it has the potential 
to go up or down really depending on what the next two movies are going to be like because if they can add more to the story then that might bump this one up a little bit Mm -hmm. because then you get a little more backstory it would fill in the irrelevant the irrelevant things yeah i would give this four stars and I feel like, in my opinion, the only thing they can do with the next movies is make it worse. Because I felt like this, by itself, I, I, I would have... I, I know that they have to keep it a trilogy. I would have left out the cliffhanger part, it, in my opinion. That kind of makes it a little more annoying, because now you have to watch the rest of it to get mm-hmm. the rest of the story. But, yeah, four stars. I felt like this was super solid. And like I said, made specifically for me to watch um would you recommend it yeah definitely oh yeah i would obviously i would recommend it (laughs) especially if you like the riverdale type style with like just a fun teen like yeah take it more lighthearted. yes i don't know if you say well yeah it's pretty dark it's it's a dark (laughs) movie but it's more lighthearted than like hereditary (laughs) yeah of course (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's also, a, I feel like this is a good horror movie. Like, I don't know. Well, it's a horror movie you can watch with your kids. Um, <laughs> just maybe cover their eyes for the when the bread slicer comes out. I'm really excited to see what the next two movies are going to be like. Right. The next one, which is, what was it? 1978. The camp one. Yes. Mm-hmm will be interesting. I, I get. I feel like I'm a little more scared of, like, camp scenes. Yeah. I feel like the 90s. <laughs> Um, it's a little safer theme, for you. Yeah, was more like fun. Right. Once you get into like camp and get into the woods, it gets a little more creepy for me. But the fact that they're basing it off of like Friday the 13th, yeah. clearly, and I'm going to go on record saying those movies are <laughs> terrible. I, I, like, I, they're going to have to like fix that part of it. Uh, Friday the 13th was made just because they came up with the name Friday the 13th and knew that they wanted to do it. Um, I'm excited to see the girl from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is her name Sam in Stranger Things? No, I think it's... Um, oh, wait. Wait, is it? Her name is Max in Stranger Max. Things. Yes, 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 yes. Because her name's yeah. like Maxine or something. And... I'm excited to see Max because I liked her in Stranger oh, Things. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice to see her in something else. And... Um, and she was also a character in Stranger Things that I felt like didn't get as much character development. So I'm interested to see the actress play someone that hopefully gets a little more, that hopefully gets a chance to show her talents. Because yeah. I feel like she's really good. Yeah, she seems like she is. And and I feel exactly the opposite of how you feel about the camp thing. Because the fact that it's like the 70s in the, sh- in the movie is going to be so <laughs> fun to be in like a horror movie, a slasher movie and like that time uh i'm i'm i have some high hopes for camp shady side whatever it's going to be called (laughs) 1978 i think is the year and so i think that's what part two is called but i'm really looking forward to that if i'm being honest the one that i'm the most nervous about is the The, third one yeah which is 1666 yeah because i just get the witch vibes oh 100 percent. that's what it's and i don't I guess i I need to watch that again even though i don't really want to say that out loud to you we can watch it tonight because, but I just, I felt like when we watched it, I just thought it was okay. Well, you but were wrong. you really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, I don't know. Maybe I would like it better. <laughs> but I hated the lighthouse, so. Yeah. But the the thing that's the issue is I'm actually worried about how 1666 will not be like the witch. And will just be like a boring, like, <laughs> middle age, not middle ages, but I don't know. That time period with, like, pilgrims and stuff, like... That could get really boring really fast, yeah. in my opinion. So, 
the thing that the witch did was it was so weird. And so hopefully they can still kind of mesh that like fun light vibe with also hanging a woman for witchcraft. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. <laughs> Which it I am also excited though that throughout all the next throughout the next two movies it's still going to also be showing you what's happening in 1994. Like you're still going to be it seems to be getting back. to see what the kids like how the story's continuing in that way. So yeah, there's a lot to look forward to there and a lot to be scared of. Totally. <laughs> right, so. I was trying to think of a different word than I've been using. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I've been saying interesting. Like <laughs> it's just because I'm so interesting. But uh, yeah, so that was that was good. That was Fear Street Part One, 1994. Uh, next week, I'll be coming at you with my cousin Taylor, and we'll be talking about Fear Street Part Two, which I think is 1978. So I hope you keep listening to Fear Street Summer. This has been a special bonus episode of Let's Run That Back. You can find us on Instagram, Let's Run That Back. Our email is letsrunthatbackpod at gmail.com. And our website is letsrunthatback.com. I'm Cody. And I'm Kristen. You guys have a good one. (laughs) 